Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Girlfriend's Guide to Sports podcast. My name is Claire Coles, and this is your weekly update. In the first podcast of 2022, it's January 3rd. Let's start with the in case you missed it portion and then go on to what to watch this upcoming week in the world of sports. Okay, it is a new year. Welcome to 2022. Hopefully the year that COVID ends. I've already had COVID. We're done with that. So hopefully... Everybody else will be too, but let's go ahead and get started with some men's basketball. Wednesday was a busy day last week. Number 11, Auburn beat number 16, LSU by 15, and now both teams are 12 and 1. Number 19, Alabama beat number 14, Tennessee, despite being tied at half. And number 21, Providence upset number 15, Seton Hall, in a showdown between the two ranked teams in the Big East. Number one, Baylor stayed undefeated after beating number eight, Iowa State, 77 to 72. And Seton Hall again had a rough week after losing to Providence and then losing to number 22, Villanova, later in the week. No top 25 team lost to an unranked team this week, so there were no huge upsets. There were 14 rescheduled or canceled, postponed, whatever top 25 games, though, this past week. This week, we only have 27 total, not just top 25 ranked. And of the ranked teams by conference, the Big 12 and the SEC lead the way with five each. The Big East and the Big 10 have four. The Pac-12 has three top 25 ranked teams. And the American, the ACC, the Mountain West, and the West Coast all have one. Moving on to the NBA. Oh, what tangled webs we weave. So the funny enough, the Nets, now that COVID and injuries have taken out quite a number of their players, the Nets have announced that they will allow Kyrie Irving to play in games outside of New York and Toronto. He is rumored to get back with the team on Wednesday. 
This he is still unvaccinated, and the team is down seven players through many reasons. So they threw out their morals, frankly. I usually don't offer an opinion, but frankly, this is just BS. They, you know, stuck with those morals of you have to be fully vaccinated just when it was convenient for them. And frankly, shame on them. The Bulls small forward DeMar DeRozan hit another game winning buzzer beater three pointer for literally the second straight Saturday in a row when they won the over the Wizards 120 to 119. This was also the team's seventh straight win. So let's just hope he keeps on rolling. Jalen Brown of the Celtics had his best day of his career putting up 50 points and he helped the team come back to win 116 to 111 in overtime over the Magic. The Boston team looked to be at the start of one of the worst losses of the season before turning it around. They were losing 96 to 82 with four minutes left in the game. Moving along to college football, the national championship is set. We will see the SEC rematch of Georgia versus Alabama. Frankly, both semifinal games, Alabama versus Cincinnati, was the more entertaining of the two, which was a little surprising for those of us who follow football pretty regularly. Michigan just did not come to play against Georgia. Georgia's front defensive line just got to the quarterback. They Michigan had a steady quarterback in McNamara. It was actually a lot of the analysts said that they were looking more forward to McNamara over Stenson as the quarterback they would have preferred to be playing in that game. And, uh, well, they ate their words because McNamara actually got out. Um, Michigan kind of flip-flops between quarterbacks. That's how much pressure they were seeing on that position. Bowl season is almost over. We only have one more this week. I will actually do a whole separate podcast and post on the bowl season because there's just too much to go over. But I'll touch on a couple of the ranked games. So in the Peach Bowl, number 10, Michigan State scored 21 points in the fourth quarter to clinch the win over Kenny Picketless Pitt. Big game Bob Stoops coached Oklahoma to the win over Oregon. But the best bowl games were the New Year's Six bowl games. They were amazing. They were actually better than the college football playoff semifinals. Oklahoma State had their biggest comeback in school history to beat the Fighting Irish 37-35. to OSU trailed 28-7 to before scoring 24 unanswered points to book their first 12-win season under Mike Gundy. In the granddaddy of them all, Ohio State started losing 21-35 at half before coming back to win with a walk-off field goal over Utah. Number seven, Baylor won the Sugar Bowl after Ole Miss Heisman candidate QB Matt Corral went down with a sprained ankle in the first quarter. This is a huge shame and definitely goes towards the argument of you should sit out bowl games that don't actually matter, like they're not being played for the college football playoff, because Matt Corral is going to the draft, and if he had gotten very seriously injured, then playing in that bowl game would have absolutely been a mistake. Unfortunately, with him going down, luckily it's only a sprained ankle, but because he went down, that kind of proved the haters right. So that's just super unfortunate, and we do hope for a speedy recovery for Matt Corral because I did love his attitude that he wanted to play. And backup QB Altmaier actually did very well. But Baylor was just too much. This was Baylor's first season with 12 wins in school history. 
there's only one bowl game left besides the national championship, and they are unranked teams. So for bowl season, the losses in the top 25 were number two, Michigan, number four, Cincinnati, number five, Notre Dame, number eight, Ole Miss, number 11, Utah, number 12, Pitt, number 14, Oregon, and number 15, Iowa. In case you missed it, Kirk Herbstreet said something super controversial this weekend that's been all over Twitter. It was before the Rose Bowl. He said some players just don't love football the way players used to. This caused quite a stir, but frankly, and again, I don't usually offer opinions on this podcast, but frankly, he's right. Players now have more distractions than ever, and football isn't life like it used to be. And that's just the point he was making. Also, as I was writing this, Oklahoma QB Caleb Williams has officially entered the transfer portal now. So the Sooners have no QB for next year that has seen playing time on a college field after having a season with two in the Heisman discussion. This podcast is mainly going to be about football with bowl season and NFL because this is the penultimate week of the season for the NFL. So the week 17 recap the Bills hit 10 wins after beating the Falcons 29-15. to The Giants fumbled the first play, setting the tone for a Bears win 29-3. to The Chiefs gave up their 28-17 to lead at half to lose in a close one, 34-31 to the Bengals. The Titans clinched the AFC South with their 34-3 to win over the Dolphins. The Pats destroyed the Jaguars 50-10. to the Rams beat the Ravens in the final minute, handing the Baltimore team its fifth consecutive loss. The Cowboys had their fourth double-digit penalty game, and it hurt them this time, losing it to the Cardinals 25-22. The Seahawks QB Russell Wilson and DJ Metcalf had three touchdowns to embarrass the Lions 51-29, although 29 points by the Lions is quite a lot. The Packers secured their first round bye in the playoffs with their 37-10 win over the Vikings. The Eagles had some railing issues. They FedEx field, home of the Washington football team. Railing collapsed when QB Jalen Hurts was heading to the locker room. Fans did fall, but luckily no one was hurt, including Hurts. Huh. This is not the first time that FedEx field has had some issues. Go look back to FedEx field sewage leak. And in perhaps the most noteworthy thing to take out of the weekend was Antonio Brown's goodbye to the Buccaneers. He ran off the field in the middle of the game while both teams were still literally on the field after throwing off his pads, his jersey, and his shirt. Needless to say, he is no longer a Buccaneer. The Bucks did go on to win 28-24 to over the Jets, although they were trailing heading into the fourth quarter. Most analysts and announcers think this will be the last time you will see the Super Bowl champ and seven-time Pro Bowler in the NFL. This also pissed off people who had, them on, had Antonio Brown on their fantasy team, myself included. Thanks for putting him on my start bench. Lovely. Let's go over this. Like I said, this is the penultimate week of the NFL season. It is newly up to 18 games. That will be this weekend. So let's go over the teams with playoffs on the line. In the AFC, the Browns can't make the playoffs, but in their game tonight versus the Steelers, they can act as spoilers. The Steelers are in competition with the Ravens and the Colts for one of the last playoff spots. The Colts, the Chargers, and the Raiders are all locked in a dead heat, sitting at 9-7 and seven for the season. Luckily for NFL fans, the Chargers and the Raiders will play each other this Sunday with a winner getting the playoff spot. Couldn't make for better TV. 
If the Colts win on Sunday, they are in as they have the tiebreaker over the Chargers. The Chargers, they have the better win percentage in conference games. That's the tiebreaker. And the Steelers need to win out and need the Colts to lose. The Saints and the 49ers are the only ones in the NFC with uncertain futures. The 49ers are 9-7, and seven, while the Saints sit at 8-8. Eight and eight. We have had some updates in the standings. The Bills and the Patriots are tied, but both are in playoffs. In the AFC East, the Bills would win the tiebreaker as they have the better win percentage in division games. Taking the AFC North, the Bengals won the division for the first time in playoffs since 2015. Obviously, I hit that the Titans won the AFC South. And we've had some more eliminations from playoffs. The Dolphins, Browns, Broncos, Washington, Giants, Vikings, Falcons are all out of playoffs. Even though this is mostly a podcast focused on football this week, I do want to hit on Olympic sports because we are officially a month away from the start of Beijing 2022. It is another Olympic year. It's going to be a great one. So Hillary Knight has qualified for her fourth Olympics, which ties the U.S. hockey record. She is one of the 15 players with previous Winter Game experience wanting to defend their gold medal from 2018. They are, there are eight first-time Olympians on the team, and the average age of the team is 25.9. I did post a link to the full roster that you can find on the blog. Team USA Luge medaled for the second time in the team relay finishing behind Latvia and Austria. The home favorites, Germany, got fourth. The Americans on the team were Summer Britcher, Tucker West, Chris Mazeter, and Jason Turdeman. Summer Britcher also finished fifth in the women's race. This was enough to qualify her to be nominated for the U.S. Olympic team. The U.S. Luge team will be announced later this month. And now moving on to what to watch this upcoming week. In the NBA, we have six games on TV, but sorry, no Kyrie Irving return. Those games do start Wednesday with the Warriors at the Mavericks at 6.30 on ESPN, and then the Jazz at the Nuggets at 9 on ESPN. And again, the uh, Nets are supposed to play the Pacers that night, and that is supposed to be Kyrie Irving's return to play. We then have two games on TNT on Thursday, same times, and two games on Friday on ESPN. We have a bunch of ranked matchups after a pretty quiet last week. On tonight, we have number 24, Wisconsin, at number 3, Purdue, at 6 p.m. on the Big Ten Network. We also have unranked Oklahoma, but they are right outside those rankings. There should be about number 27 at number 1, Baylor, on Tuesday night at 6 p.m. on ESPN then we have a showdown in the SEC with number 16 Kentucky at 21 LSU also at 6 p.m. on ESPN Wednesday we have number 25 Texas Tech at 11 Iowa State at 8 p.m. on ESPNU we have Arizona State at number 5 UCLA this is their first game back from that COVID pause at 9 30 p.m. on Fox Sports Network then we move to Saturday for the next round. Six Kansas at 25 Texas Tech will begin at 3 p.m. on ESPN2. Number 11 Iowa State will play unranked but 27-ish Oklahoma at 5 p.m. Tennessee, number 18, will play number 21 LSU at 5 p.m. But after a lot of cancellations and postponements and everything last week, we've got a lot of top 25 games on TV. So check out the blog for the rest of those. 
For the NCAA football, we only have one bowl game left. It is the Tax Act Texas Bowl, LSU versus Kansas State in the Battle of the Purple Schools. That begins at 8 p.m. on ESPN. And then the college football playoff national championship game will be next Monday. That will obviously feature the Georgia Bulldogs versus the Alabama Crimson Tide. And that will be played at 7 p.m. on ESPN. It is week 18 or the last week of the regular season in the NFL. And on Monday Night Football, we see the Browns at the Steelers at 715 on ESPN. This also could be Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger's last home game as he looks to probably retire at the end of this season. Saturday, we have games on Saturday because college football's over. So we have the Chiefs at the Broncos at 3.30 p.m. on ESPN and ABC and the Cowboys at the Eagles at 7.15 on ESPN and ABC. Interesting note about one of the games on Saturday. The Chiefs would actually win the AFC if they beat the Broncos and the Titans lose to the Texans. Now that's super unlikely, but it still could happen. Sunday's games, we have seven at noon, depending on your geographical location on CBS or Fox, including on CBS, the Titans at the Texans, to see if the Chiefs win their division. We have six games at 325, also depending on your geographical locations. On Fox, we have the Saints at the Falcons or the 49ers at the Rams. I highlighted those two games for a reason. The 49ers sit on top of the wild card spot right now, but they have to win this weekend and they play the Rams who are 12 and 4 whereas the Saints just have to beat the Falcons and they are 7 and 9 also remember if the Colts beat the Jaguars that's featured at noon on CBS then they are in the playoffs we also end Sunday night with a ultimate showdown of winner goes to the playoff the Chargers at the Raiders at 7:20 on NBC be sure not to miss it The PGA Tour returns to action this weekend starting Thursday at the Century Tournament of Champions Round 1. That will be at 5 p.m. on Golf Channel for Round 1 on Thursday, Round 2 Friday, and Round 3 Saturday. The final round will be featured on NBC starting at 3 and then at 5 p.m. on Golf Channel. We do have Olympic sports on this weekend, starting on actually on Wednesday, and the U.S. Figure Skating National Championships will be contested this weekend. However, you will not see two times national champ Brady Tunnell as she has withdrawn with a right foot injury. This doesn't mean she's out of the Olympics, but it does mean that she would have to petition for a spot and it doesn't look good. So this weekend, Nationals is a huge stage on who is going to make the Olympic team. They usually pick based off of the finishers, how they how they place at Nationals. The top contenders for the women's team right now are Alyssa Liu, Karen Chen, Mariah Bell, and Amber Glenn. That will be featured this weekend starting Thursday. The ladies short program will be on at 7.30 p.m. on USA. And the ladies free skate will be on Friday at 8 p.m. on NBC. A lot of the U.S. figure skating nationals will be featured on TV, including the pair short, rhythm dance, dance free and pairs free skate. 
all on TV on USA for various times. Go check out the blog. But the Nationals will be featured in primetime or primetime afternoon on Sunday at 2 p.m. on NBC. One of those will be the men's competition, although they haven't said when that will air. Also on USA this week, you will see many times for U.S. Olympic trials, winter trials. I don't know what that means. They didn't actually tell us what sport. I assume it will be some of nationals for figure skating, but it could be some Luge World Cup. I'm not positive, but there will be plenty of Olympics on. Also, if you are missing Premier League mornings on NBC Sports Network, please check out USA as those games have been moved to that network. Premier League Man U versus the Wolves will be at 1130 actually today on Monday on USA. And with that, it wraps up the first podcast and blog post of 2022. Hopefully check out the Nationals and who is going to make the figure skating team for the Beijing Olympics and check out the final week of NFL season. Hope to catch y'all next week before the college football playoff national championship.